Hey, what's up, guys? This is Taylor from Game Devs Quest. Wanted to jump in right before the episode and just clarify a couple things. Uh, Rhett and I have banked up a ton of episodes, and every once in a while we'll get an episode that we really want to get out uh, because of some time-sensitive thing. Like last week we got out the Enjoy Game Dev episode because we had just been at the the Enjoy Game Dev conference and wanted to you know, share out our experience while it was fresh on everybody's mind. So we're kind of doing this thing where we're jumping uh, from time to time and it may be confusing. The The path is not completely linear, but I wanted to give you guys a heads up. This, is, this episode is coming from June 17th of 2017. Uh, from here on out, I, I think that we're going to be on a much more linear path, but I uh, just wanted to throw that out there. Um, also, a warning, we start off this episode really low energy, so if it's their first time listening to the podcast, don't let that drive you away. I think we have some good stuff that we talk about in the episode, uh, so give it a chance, and uh, hopefully uh, you guys enjoy it. So without further ado, have a good listen. Game Dev Right, Taylor, take it away for me. Yeah, welcome to this week's episode of Game Devs Quest. My name is Taylor, joined by my good buddy Rhett. Uh, podcast Boom. going through uh, our journey from game development novices to hopefully better than that. So, Rhett, how you doing this week, man? Um, I'm doing pretty good. Work has been crazy, uh, but like that's my excuse every week, obviously. <laughs> um. Super excited to, um, we had sort of talked about it uh, as a follow-up to our VR thing last week, but I'm uh, on the Pixel now instead of my iPhone, so uh, I feel like uh, um, things have kind of been easier for me, like I've been uh, doing more research and, and reading stuff more, and I don't know, just doing stuff to better my life a little bit more often, like gotten back into Duolingo, gotten back into using Calm. Nice. Uh, Good. And I, these like those those things were kind of difficult with my crappy phone. <laughs> yeah, I uh, we I think was it this week or maybe last week we we released the episode talking about uh, meditation, and that's been you know maybe five six weeks since we recorded that. So glad to glad to hear you're you're uh, jumping back in and using Calm. I haven't been very good about it, but every once in a while, you know, having a rough day or just need a little bit of headspace you know jump in meditate yeah. for a little bit feel good well it just helps me like i think it helps me just uh find some like focus and clarity like especially lately like uh you know my schedule's been so tight um and it's funny like i can see things coming up you know coming towards me from several days ahead but then the way that I have my time divvied up, I just don't like realistically have time to like get these things done before unless I stay up late or like take time off from work or something. Yeah. Um, you know, and 
my work has historically been such that like there's a lot of things that I could do in my downtime at work, but work's been so busy that I haven't been able to do certain things. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's funny when you so- when you start relying on like having free time at work to get things done, <laughs> like outside of work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And then uh, and then it dries up, and and you realize like you've been taking that time for granted. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's kind of where I've been at, uh, mm-hmm. just floundering, keeping ahead. And so, uh, taking like 10 minutes a day, um, to just kind of find that clarity, uh, has really helped me, especially like to find drive in the morning and stuff like that, to just like get done what I need done rather than like sitting and reading the news. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can do that on the toilet or something, you know, instead of, <laughs> taking up time where I could and should be doing something else. Yeah, for real. I I agree. Like for a while I was uh, getting up like at five, five thirty and exercising. And then after I'd get done exercising, I would meditate and then work on like Japanese or whatever. And uh, <clears throat> like the exercise really boosted like my energy and everything. But then the meditation like really put me in a mood where I felt ready for the day. Um, which I mean, getting up at five thirty when you don't have to be up until like seven really sucks. Uh, so like having that extra boost really helped out and, and kept me like driven. So, um, that's yeah, cool, man. Um, that is cool. And in fact, that's the fun thing about working out in the morning, which I, I haven't found the motivation to do in a long time. Yeah, me neither. But, uh, <laughs> it what's fun about it is it makes it feel like no matter what else happens in your day like you've been productive right you know? like <laughs> at least that's how it is for me i'm like i it'll be like lunchtime and i'll be like oh my god this day i've just like gotten so much done it's been such a long day and yeah. i was like oh it's only noon it's like lunchtime <laughs> yeah well i know i know we hate on tim ferris a lot but he says uh like he makes his bed every day in the morning uh just to say like at the very least, I made my bed today. Like, I accomplished one thing, even if it was a small victory. <laughs> so, exercise, like, yeah. tops that by a long shot. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm never going to make my bed in the morning because I'm oh, not a neither. ridiculous barbarian yeah. like Tim Ferriss. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, Anyways, um, how, how has your week been? I uh, sort of been following you on twitter a little bit you've had a, a productive couple of days yeah uh, well my week has been kind of a roller coaster um, my wife uh, is a student at u of o pursuing her phd and uh, usually a couple times a year she has a conference uh, to talk about her field of study uh, and so this week she's up in canada at a conference and uh, so just me and my cat Otson just boys time you know and uh it's uh it's weird you know like like alia really takes care of me uh you know she's going to school her schedule's really flexible and mine's like you know just the normal like 40 hour work week kind of thing and uh so this week uh you know i have to make the meals for myself i have to make sure otson's all taken care of which he's been actually really horrible this week so that hasn't helped. Like last night, <clears throat> I shouldn't have done this, but last night I decided at like 1230 that I was going to just play, play a little bit of Chrono Trigger. 
and uh, I ended up like fighting Magus or Magus, however you say his name. And that battle took forever, and I ended up playing for like an hour and a half. So I went to bed at two, and then we're podcasting. We were, we said we'd start at nine thirty, but uh, so I set my alarm for nine, and Otzen like wakes me up at like six thirty, <laughs> and I couldn't couldn't get back to sleep. So <laughs> what a douche! Pretty terrible. But uh, so that's why I'm I'm pretty tired right now. But uh, but other than that, I had a crazy week like my goal was so i think in the last podcast i mentioned that i had finished the uh brick breaker tutorial through our udemy course uh which was really good but uh you know whenever you follow a tutorial you don't really know how well you've grasped everything until you do it yourself and so my goal this week was to recreate uh the brick breaker game uh on my own I, like in the tutorial, we were talking about it where you go through it and they teach you how to use GIMP and you're just like, you kind of roll your eyes a little bit and you don't want to do it. So you just use their provided assets. So I was like, I'm going to make this legit. I'm going to find cool pictures. I'm going to, you know, make all my own assets <clears throat> like uh, the bricks and the paddle and the ball and the sound effects and everything. And I did all that. But the start of the week on Tuesday when I first tried it reminded me of our game jam where i like was all pumped and then i get into unity and then i just kind of like clicked around a little bit and i had no idea what to do like setting up the scene was was pretty easy um i made all my assets i just did little pixel art uh bricks and stuff and that was quick and pretty easy and i got the scene all set up the first scene that was easy i was excited about that but then once i started getting into functionality i was like so lost i was floundering on tuesday night i tried to do a a twitch stream and what was i trying to do i was all i was trying to do was make the ball bounce like off of the paddle and the bricks and i could not remember how we did that in the tutorial and i seriously probably spent like 45 minutes to an hour on the stream just like clicking around and I felt like such an idiot (laughs) uh so I got really upset on Tuesday night um and kind of felt pretty hopeless about like this dream of becoming a game developer you know um to the point where I know I had mentioned this to you, like seeing uh, seeing Rockzom, uh, the guy that's, that streams all the time using Game Maker, like seeing him use Game Maker, made me feel like just scrapping Unity and like buying Game Maker because it looks like it's easier than Unity. But then I don't know, I, I'm a cheapskate, so I didn't really want to buy it. Well, uh, hey, <laughs> I'll, I'll remind you again, if if you want another engine to fool around with, man, click Team Fusion. Click Team Fusion. <laughs> yeah, there has been some great games made with it, and uh, it's uh, it's pretty interesting to use and see. And they've got tutorials built right in. Yeah, you just got to read them. That's cool. Well, if I ever if I ever feel as bleak as I did, maybe I'll do that. 
the, the it's worth just like hopping on and and looking like i've probably put like maybe only two hours into it but yeah. it's cool to see yeah for sure um and see the difference uh from unity and all that sort of stuff and i, I you know i'm not discounting it but i'm not going to write it off either because like uh there's been some really successful steam games made with uh, click team fusion uh, one game which i've never played but i've seen a lot of uh, the escapists oh uh, really yeah that was made with click team fusion oh that's cool i think i think i played that one weekend when it was like free to play that's cool yeah i'll, I'll have to oh, check yeah. it out at some point um the good news is and you though, just install it straight through steam yeah anyways i have going. i do have it installed but i don't know if i've ever opened it um, the good news is, though, uh, I got some redemption this week. I powered through and did finish, well, a version, I guess, of Brick Breaker. I finished, like, everything that was in the tutorial, and I actually think I made it quite a bit better. But now I'm I'm getting into the feature creep point where I want to just keep adding things. Um, but going back a little ways... After Tuesday, uh, I, I I think I texted you Tuesday night or maybe Wednesday morning, just like talking about being demoralized and everything. And we ended up uh, meeting up on Wednesday, I believe, for maybe an hour or so. And we talked about it. And uh, a while back, I had made that uh, World War II like soldier uh, that I made controllable inside of Unity and. You were just like, hey, well, you know, I know things aren't looking bright right now, but maybe we just don't have passion for these other games that we're not coming up with. So why don't we just take your World War II guy and, like, try and make a game out of it? And I I just kind of sat there and was like, yeah, I guess. (laughs) And then we did. We opened it up (laughs) and uh, we started going. We it was pretty cool. Um we we didn't put a lot of work into it but we have like the soldier that's controllable he can fire his gun and everything uh it just is a little side scroller and then basically we created two spawners that spawn these um like rectangles that move at at the soldier and uh when he fires it it destroys the rectangle that's closest to him uh in the direction that he's pointing so it's kind of like a prototype for what could be kind of a cool little action game where like maybe zombies or like i said nazis or whatever are storming him like on either side of the screen and he's like you know he can't get hit by them and if he gets hit he you lose um so that was like a big confidence booster uh it felt really cool to just disconnect from the project I was struggling with and work on something that I did feel kind of passionate about and actually see progress. So yeah, that was really cool. I I attribute all of this week's success to you, Rhett, for getting me through you, the biggest hurdle. <laughs> <laughs> um, I accept uh, credit for all of your successes in life. Um, I accept none of the blame for your failures. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's what makes this work so good to get. No, I'm kidding. 
<clears throat> well, it was really cool seeing it's like, you know, and I, I kind of hung out with you while you're doing that, uh, that little World War II dude, man. Um, and I literally did nothing. I mean, I just watched you and like hung out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was still like really cool, you know, just seeing the little amounts of progress and just like making different things happen, you know, like uh, creating a little spawner off the screen to have like the guys come out and and then figuring out how to, you know, get them to disappear and do whatever when you shoot them. And yeah, uh, it's just fun. And like I said, it's like the, the problems are only fun if if you've created them, like problems are only fun to fix if you've created them. Right. Yeah. Like that's part of like critical thinking, like knowing how to ask the right questions, thus creating problems, mm-hmm. um, thus being able to create solutions. And that's what makes problem solving such a fun thing in so many ways. Right. That's why like sometimes fixing a computer can be, a fun thing, right? Like that's probably part of why we're kind of into computers is because like when they go wrong, we figured out how to fix them. And even though it's a pain in the ass and you might not want to deal with it, like when you fix it, it feels good. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, and, and I, I kind of was experiencing this, I'll say a loop, I guess, where I was, you know, you want to see positive feedback. Like when we did the world war two guy, I was in like a positive feedback loop where I would try something and it may not may not work right away, but when it does, you get that positivity and you would just want to keep doing it because you're seeing like instant results, you know. But when you sit there at first and you try and try and try and like nothing seems to react the way that you expect it to, it really is a crappy feeling. <laughs> so that's why like actually taking a step back and working on that the world war ii guy project was uh i don't know it just felt like a a breakthrough and then i the next day i ended up staying home from work and uh i basically like worked on the brick breaker game i was like all right i'm gonna do this and i worked on the brick breaker game and i worked on the brick breaker game yesterday like most of the day I put in, I, I'm still keeping track of my time, by the way. And this is a very satisfying week. Uh, this week I've clocked in at 22.25 hours of game development. Holy shit, dude. Congratulations. <laughs> Which is really Your part-time cool. part-time job. Seriously. Um, and it feels really good because like the last, I was, the last time that Alia was gone, uh, I was hoping to do something like I did this week. But I ended up having this ITIL training, which was good. I mean, I got certified, but it ended up consuming all of my game development time. So that week, I only put in like six hours. So the fact that I was able to just like crush this week as far as time spent doing game development felt really good. Um, but uh, but anyways, yeah, so <laughs> I basically spent like all day yesterday and the day before like... A lot of it's streaming, but also just building the Brick Breaker game. And I, I ran into a lot of challenges, but I feel like I've learned so much just over the past two days to where like my confidence with Unity is as high as it's ever been. And, you know, like I always talk about like 
I know how to program, like I, I know C sharp, but Unity is like its own animal. I don't know all of the commands to, to do what I want, but by the end of last night, you know, I had basically finished the game uh, and people, when I was on the, when I was streaming, people on the stream were like, well, what if you tried like adding power ups or what if you did this? And then I just like, was like, okay, let's do it. And, and I was able to just go, you know, <laughs> like I know the commands like a lot better, like using Git component. Like I was talking to you about, um, how it's hard to know how to get an object out of a scene. You know, like if you have like right. I don't yeah. know. Some some object in a scene. Like there's so many different ways of getting it and now I understand like many of the different nuances. Like you can make it public and then in the Unity editor you can drop like a prefab or that object onto that script. And that will allow you to then reference that object in the script. Or you can like uh, create an instance of that object and in the, the script and then call like git component and grab, you know, like the audio source or whatever. Or you can do like find objects with tag and then any object that you've tagged like power up or something will be grabbed and held in that in that variable that you're using in the script or, you know, there's a whole bunch of different ways. And before I, I think I kind of knew that those were terms, but I didn't really know how to use them. And now I, I can use them without having to even look them up, which feels really nice. Oh, dude, that's so great. <laughs> so after like experiencing that, I feel like if we ever do like the next time we do a game jam or just, start working on a game project, I feel like we can do it (laughs) like with much less pain than we've done in the past. So, um, I'm sensing a game jam coming up in the future. Dude, we need to, I mean, I basically did a game jam the last two days with the, Oh dude, for the brick breaker game anyways. Um, so it was cool. Like it was the most valuable thing that I've done, I feel like in all of most of my life since like my wedding, probably (laughs) (laughs) like not even kidding. It, it just felt so rewarding. Um, so yeah, like, like afterwards, like I finished streaming and everything and I like got in the shower and you know, when you're in the shower, you kind of just like think to yourself a lot. I had like this, sure. I had this thought in my head where it was like, I don't even care if I didn't make any money. Like, I want to do that every day. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, man. Like, I haven't felt yeah. that way about a job or anything ever. And I've always been like trying to find that thing that I want to do. And like yesterday, I kind of feel like I. I realized what that was. I mean, for a long time, I've been like, oh, yeah, I want to be a game developer. Like, yeah, as a kid, everyone says, like, I want to make games, you know, but or movies or movies. Yeah, I wanted I I wanted to be a director, too. When I was a kid, you know, it's like, no, I do. I still do. Yeah, I mean, that'd be that'd be really cool. 
But uh, just after yesterday, like being on the high of completing a project that I did on my own, I was just like, that's what I want to do like every single day for as long as I can. And I was like exhausted at the, at the very end, like people were asking me to try different things and I like could not even think, but like seeing the product, dude, I was just like, this is the best thing that's happened to me in so long. (laughs) (laughs) That's great, dude. No, that's cool. And I, I'm happy that you had that feeling. It only, it only would have been better if you were there with me, bro. (laughs) I was there in spirit. I know you were. I was following all your Twitter updates and people like, you know, cause it was like freaking every hour. Like I'd be it, like seven people like your post or whatever, you know, yeah. from game devs quest Twitter. Yeah. I was like, what the hell's going on? And you know, you're posting about like, <laughs> you know, your whole thing about like needing sound effects and opening audacity. <laughs> like that got a lot of freaking attention. Well, it's cause so. dude, you've seen space balls, right? Yeah, obviously. You know, the, uh, the guy that does like the sound effects, he like gets on the mic and he's like, doo, 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 you know, like, yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, that's what I felt like yesterday at times because <clears throat> so in the game I made, um, other than the music, I made all the sound effects myself just with the headset I'm re- recording on and audacity, which I'm using right now. And, uh, you know, I did like an explosion sound effect and I was literally, I recorded into the mic. I was like, you know, and then I just used all of the effects to like change the pitch and add some uh, bass and reverb and echo and that kind of thing. <clears throat> and after doing all of that and seeing the finished product, like it's really hard to tell that it was my voice, <laughs> which is pretty right. cool. So doesn't that feel pretty cool? It does feel cool. <laughs> and the funny thing is that like I probably only spent like five minutes on each sound effect so that just goes to show that the power of audacity like oh it's so powerful and anybody who thinks otherwise just like doesn't use it (laughs) yeah it's it's free to everyone and like it's just crazy how how much power there is in there so that's why i put it's funny to think because audacity was a thing when we were in high school doing our band yeah and uh, it's funny to think, like, we never used it to record. Like, I never used it to record music until after high school. What, and I was like, oh, shit, this use? is, like, legit. I don't even know what we used. Like... Uh, so, we... I shit you not, dude, for one of the things, like, remember we had all the mixing stuff at the youth center and all the mics? Yeah. And we were recording. We used your laptop, which was running Vista and had the sound recorder... That didn't oh, stop you're right! Minute. Oh my god, <laughs> I forgot yeah. all about that. We were like, "What the heck?" Like the sound recorder only goes for one minute, <laughs> unless it was Vista. Unless it was Vista. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. <clears throat> yeah, I remember that. I I specifically like set up dual booting on my laptop so that I could run Vista. <laughs> what a dumb thing. <laughs> like no one's ever said those words ever because no one liked vista right Uh, i know and uh yeah there were people uh who had told us like you guys should try this audacity thing and we just like we didn't know what it was and so we didn't really look into it at all (laughs) 
And it wasn't until I left high school and got into like, you know, like it was sort of just you and me uh-huh. in the band. Yeah. Um, and I was like writing songs. And so like what I would do is I would just like have audacity open and running and I would just like jam on my guitar. And, uh, when I would find something really good, I would cut that and create its own file so that I <clears throat> had something to go back and listen to later. And then, you know, maybe I forget about it, but then I come back to it with fresh ears and I'm like, Oh shit, this is pretty good. And so like a yeah. lot of our songs were written that way. Yeah. That's really cool. Like, like the main riff for birth of Zion. Yeah. Um, that, uh, that came from a jam like that. Huh? The main, the main riff for death by planets came from a jam like that where <laughs> yeah i just had my laptop and a little mic and I, w- I would just have my guitar and just jamming out riffs you know like not playing anything in particular but just jamming mm-hmm. come up with something pretty decent see and that's what's cool about that is like how many times do you jam or did we jam and we'd be like dude that thing we did was so cool and we're like yeah we gotta like write that down and then, like, the next time we went mm-hmm. to play, we're like, wait, how did that go? I don't, I don't remember. Like, I wonder how many things yeah. we lost because of that. Yeah. It, um, countless things. Countless things. Um, and I still have that problem, uh, which is why I, I record, like, every jam. Or if, I, or if I'm just jamming and I come up with something good, I immediately pull out my phone and record it. Um, and me and John, like, that brief time when John came back into the band... Mm-hmm. Um, me and John had like made a goal to write 10 songs over the summer. Yeah. And, uh, what we would do is exactly what I, what I was just describing. We'd turn on audacity and we would simply record. And actually, uh, it'd be funny to, to get together with you and John and do a podcast, whether it's for Cineman or game devs quest, even though it's not really related to game devs quest. Uh, if, like I have like, whole recordings that were like the precursor to uh, our podcasting. Cause John was like the one that I started podcasting with first. Uh-huh. And so this was like the precursor. You can hear us like we're jamming and it's like, all right, let's do this. Da, 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 da. You know, we're jamming. And then we take a break and be like, that felt pretty good. And then we just like hang out for a few minutes and talk about stuff like randomly. Yeah. And it's literally what our podcast is almost. <laughs> it, it'd be funny. It'd be funny to hear 18 year old Rhett and John. Oh my God. Uh, Yes. Yeah. I, I think I think you guys would get a kick out of it because I've listened to it a couple times just um, and had some some good laughs. Dude, that but would that's be what really we fun. Would do. And we met our goal of ten songs, um, even though some of them we never played live. We never played with you. Yeah. Um, and uh, they were pretty good. And I have recordings of those around. Um. Well, that'd be cool, man. I mean, yeah, we need we need to we need to get the band back together and play a show. Yeah, well, I got everybody invested in doing like a ten year uh, anniversary thing, which is like this year, but yeah. maybe it's next year. Uh, well, I guess wouldn't it be two thousand six? No, no. Well, for you guys, yeah, sure. Did you? Did you? Was I a senior when we oh. started the band together? I thought I was. Um, a... Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I was a sophomore. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I was a sophomore. All right. And we officially became a band 
the February of my sophomore year, so 2005, 2006. So it was 2007. So it is this year. So it already February it already passed. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. whatever. We still got a few months. Yeah, for real. I don't think Kurt will be like. No. I mean, if he comes back from Washington, <laughs> yeah, from he'll come back from DC just for that. Well, he said if he was like visiting his family and stuff, you know. Yeah. Yeah, like not just fly back play a show, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. John was all on board. I and I had everybody sold on it, and we were going to, and then uh, we just never did. I can't remember why exactly. Yeah, I don't remember. We should we should put it back in the works. Yeah, it'd be fun. Or I th- I just thought it'd be fun too. Like so, I've been doing a lot of like home recording. It'd be fun to. Um... Oh yeah, do a <laughs> a new recording session. Yeah, do a new recording session. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be like a time consuming thing where we all get together. Yeah, you know. Um, it'd be funny to like release a new song or something like <laughs> first time in ten years, Trufan's <laughs> new song. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. Um, that'd be hilarious. That would be. But uh, yeah, man, it just goes to show you that audacity is powerful. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> Way to wrap that back around, dude. <laughs> I, I bring it up all the time, but it's one time me and Kane did a whole podcast where we started about talking about Contact, the movie, and we talked for 50 minutes about unrelated things. And then there's a slight pause and Kane goes, and that's why Contact is a good movie. <laughs> it, was just, it was just like the funniest thing. Uh, I couldn't hold it in. That's uh, awesome. But Contact is a great movie. And hey, by the yeah. way, uh, anybody who's interested, uh, The Prestige is now available on Netflix. What a great movie. That is an amazing movie. It's, I don't know what, um, how it's perceived like among people, really. I know it got like a decent review on or rating on IMDb, but yeah, I think it's pretty underrated. Yeah, it's really underrated. That's one of my favorite Christopher Nolan films. I think it's probably his best behind. I mean, personally, my favorite is Interstellar. Um, yeah. And I don't think Interstellar is like made the best. I think The Prestige is probably made the best story wise, and like oh, the story wise, the yeah. first yeah. time you see that movie, you're just like. You think you know what's going on the whole time, and then you get to the end, and you're just like, "What?" <laughs> it's gripping. Man. Yeah, dude. I've been trying to get Bailey to watch it, but uh. she's not super interested in that. Uh, I, if, uh, for some reason, that like that specific type of like period movie where it's kind of in that like industrial, yeah, like she's not a big fan of that. I don't think, or I don't know. But yeah, I can maybe I misinterpreted. I can understand that, but. That, but... It's not really what it's about. It could be really almost any time no. period, but yeah, it could be. I mean that that time period. I get. They, I don't know. Just kind of. It does sort of wrap it up for me. But well, and it makes sense because like that time period is, you know, Houdini probably was. Yeah, all near the great, that, all the great, stage, ma- yeah, stage magicians. magicians. So it historically makes sense, but yeah, that movie's crazy. <clears throat> um. Well, I did have some other things I was going to mention, but I don't know if they're really worth it. Uh, I had this weird this weird bug. It wasn't really a bug, um, but I thought it was a bug that I was troubleshooting for like almost probably an hour and a half to two hours. <laughs> uh, where, like, God, I felt like such an idiot too. 
and this just goes to show like keep at it and you'll figure things out but like so the way that the brick breaker game works is like the ball the paddle and the bricks all have 2d colliders on them and essentially when the ball hits you know the paddle it just bounces back when it hits a brick it does bounce back but there's a counter running in the background that says this brick has been hit this many times and each brick has like a number of times it can be hit basically so if it hits a brick that can only be hit once that brick gets destroyed if it hits another brick that you know can be hit twice if it hits it once it changes the brick to look damaged and then if it hits it again it destroys it and so on so anyways uh i was using this mechanic to to check the number of bricks that are active in the scene to determine you know like if there are no bricks that means you beat the level so go to the next level well what was what kept happening was like every time i hit a brick it would say that two like there were are two less two fewer bricks in the scene and so then you'd have like half the bricks left on the screen and it would go to the next level and I was like, what the heck? Like, what is happening? You know, I did like all the debug.log statements and trying to figure out what was going on. I was like racking my brain. I actually like went back to the Unity project that I had created following the tutorials and looked to see how, how I did it there. And the code that I had was almost identical, uh, which made me feel good. But uh, so it wasn't that. And I could not figure out what it was. Well... I was I went on to work on something else for a little bit and I clicked on the ball at one point and you know in Unity you uh, I forget what the menu's called where you can see like all the uh oh what's it called all like the configurations of a game object um <laughs> I freaking had two colliders on the ball so every time the ball hit something the collision method was being called twice (laughs) 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 which meant that the counter that counts the number of bricks in the scene was getting dropped by two each time a brick was hit i don't know how that happened like i don't think i would have just thought hey let's put two colliders on the ball and see what happens <laughs> so i spent all this time um trying to figure that out and as soon as i figured that out i removed the second collider component and then i tried it and it instantly worked <laughs> of course yeah <laughs> uh so that was like my frustrating story of the day uh the other one that was annoying was like so my paddle has a uh, it's kind of a trapezoid shape. Um, and so the edges of the paddle are kind of slanted to give you kind of an angle shot you can make. And the ball was like, when it hit the the diagonal part of the, the paddle, it was doing this weird like spin move. And then it would like just go vertical. It was weird. It it kind of looks like I don't know something you'd see in real life, where like there was a lot of friction on something and the the 
right. motion path ch- like completely changed, and it like kind of like a spinball. Yeah, it, like like spinball. I don't know. It kind of like flicked it in a different direction. That was also a self-inflicted bug. Uh, I had written something in the code where, uh, on a certain type of like collision, it would change the the vector of ve- the velocity of the ball. <laughs> and uh, I spent a while trying to fix that one too. So I don't know, just little annoyances, but all of them were my own fault. Uh, and so the reason I'm mentioning this is just to say. Like you're gonna run into problems and uh, just keep pushing forward. You'll by troubleshooting, you'll end up learning a lot. Like don't put two colliders on one game object. <laughs> uh, Good advice for anybody, not just in game dev, but in life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. Otherwise, uh, yeah, I, I. Once I get some of this, the extra features that I have uh, lined up, uh, like I, I have one a power up where like the ball grows, one where the ball slows down. I was thinking about one where it creates multiple balls. Uh, not sure what else. Or one that it can do like more than one hit to a brick. Ooh, yeah, that would be cool. Double hits or something. That would be cool. Uh, once I get that lined up and maybe make a couple more um, levels, I think I'll probably put it up on itch.io, uh, on our itch.io to, cool. to boost it up so you guys can check it out. I posted a little like screen capture of it on Instagram and Twitter, so if you guys want to see yeah, that Yeah, I saw too. that. It looks really awesome. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I did want to shout out a couple people who hung with me during the stream. Of course, Rockzom. He's been our boy lately. Uh, he he came and hang out, hung out with me for quite a while. Yesterday, he was with me for like probably five or six hours just chilling, which was cool. That's uh, that's boy with an I, by the yeah, way. Boy. <laughs> uh, also, uh, Man Beard Games. Uh, we're friends with him on or we're following him on Twitter, I guess. I'd forgotten that, but it was kind of cool. It, I tweeted out that I was streaming, and he saw the tweet and hopped on, which seems pretty rare for us. So that was cool. He uh, He's actually making a cool game. It's like this advanced snake kind of game where, like, um, you know, like the apple or whatever that you're trying to eat, like there's different kinds uh, of, like, apples or bricks or whatever you want to call them so like one of them if you eat it it reverses your snake uh another there's like teleporter ones which is cool he was he was showing me what he was working on it looks really cool um and he was giving me a lot of good suggestions yesterday so it's cool having him on the stream and then uh somebody that is new aurora celestis i don't know how to say that c-a-e-l-e-s-t is uh was also on the stream for quite a while yesterday and he was uh giving me some cool pointers as well so pretty dope um there was somebody else as well that i wanted to shout out but i don't remember their name so if you if you tuned into the stream it was a lot of fun i really want to do it again uh and start doing it more often with like actual projects that 
show progress. Uh, so thank you guys for, for tuning in with me. Hopefully we'll have something up again soon. Yeah. Sweet dude. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, for real. Glad you, uh, glad you got to do that <clears throat> and, uh, kick some ass. Yeah. So. What, what have you been playing this week? Did you even have any time to play any video games? Uh, yeah, just a little bit. Um, which is kind of nice. Like, uh, I've been playing my PlayStation four a lot more lately just because if I have a short amount of time, um, I can hop on and like do one game or two games of rocket league or like a round of overwatch. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but also like any of the single player games, like I've been really enjoying single player games lately because like you don't have to give a huge time commitment either. Yeah. So, um, so the one I've been playing this week, I uh, picked up on the uh, Sony sale. It's called The Last Guardian. And uh, The Last Guardian, people have probably heard me say, is one of two titles uh, for which I bought the PlayStation 4 to play because it's exclusive. Uh, the other one was No Man's Sky, um, which people hate and I will defend. Um, I think it's a fabulous game and I don't regret buying it at all. Um, in fact, I still play it. I'm probably one of the only, but <clears throat> that's fine. Come fight me if you think it's stupid. Um, and then the other one was the last guardian, which is made by the team that made the PlayStation two games, Ico and shadow of the Colossus. Um, Ico is pretty good, but uh, shadow of the Colossus is one of my favorite games. Uh, it's freaking beautiful. The music's amazing. The gameplay is challenging, but like super rewarding. And it's like kind of a fun callback to, I don't know, it, like it always kind of reminds me of like the old Zelda games where like you'd go into a dungeon and solve the puzzle to like get to the boss. And then each boss had a specific way you'd kill them. Well, shout out the Colossus, like the boss is the dungeon, you know, <laughs> like the boss is the dungeon. You basically have to figure out how to climb them and how to get to their vital spots where you can hurt them. Um, and, uh, the way the storyline progresses, I mean, it's like super minimalist storyline, but like so epic and so fun. And I, I've beaten shadow of the classes, like probably a dozen times. Um, yeah, that's a game so, I unfortunately have never played. I, I remember seeing it, uh, like before it had come out on like X play or something. And I was just like, oh my god, that looks amazing. And uh, But I didn't have a PlayStation 2, so... Yeah, well, um, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I played it a lot. It was one of my favorites, and I could go on forever about it. But when I saw the pictures... Uh, it, it, like several years ago now at this point, like, well, I think before the PlayStation four had even come out and I think the PlayStation four had come out in like 2013, 2014, maybe 2014. Um, like I saw the pictures and I was just like, Oh my God, like this looks super great. And I was reading about the gameplay and, and of course you can tell right away just by the style that it's made by the same people that did those two games, Ico and Shadow of the Colossus, because the art style is just, it's 
the same, <laughs> um, which is one of the highlights of both of those games, like the lighting and the, the, the art on the structures, uh, the way the grass is and the sun shines and all this sort of stuff. And, um, and anyway, it's, you know, you play as a child in this game who you basically befriend this myth, this gigantic mythical creature that is like a cross between like it has like a dog's face with like cat's ears and a cat's tail and like a body that like has feathers on it and its legs are like talons and it's supposed to have wings but this one in particular it's like wings are like all screwed up but anyway you like rescue it because it's been like imprisoned and it normally just like eats people but because you've helped it out it like becomes your friend and then as you play it like you can start to give it like rudimentary commands and stuff like that, but you basically solve puzzles and like explore this gigantic freaking dungeon, which I had a good laugh at it because the animation on the, on the uh, creature is pretty good. It's uh, called Trico. The creature is, I guess, Trico or Trico. Uh, and uh, it's funny because the animation on it's super good. It really reminds me of a cat. Like, the way it moves, the way it does stuff, it, like, crouches down, the way it, like, attacks things, it, like, looks like a cat, like, playing with a ball of yarn. <laughs> um, the way it perches on things, it perches like a freaking cat does on high on high spots. <laughs> um, like, literally, the only thing I've seen it, like, haven't seen it do is, like, jump into a box or a bag. <laughs> um, just kidding. But I, when you get out of, like, the tutorial part of the dungeon, you come out into this this big old thing and you see the sheer scope of this dungeon and it's like a gigantic old tower. And, uh, I had a good laugh cause I was like, it's a cat tree. It's a gigantic cat tree. <laughs> 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 and, uh, but man, I, I gotta, I gotta say if, um, anybody's the, the controls are God awful. They're abysmal. Um, I, a lot of people had a hard time with Shadow of the Colossuses, Shadow of the Colossi's <laughs> controls. <laughs> I don't know how you'd say that. But the controls for that game are pretty bad, but I actually really enjoyed them. And so I was thinking, like, I'll be able to handle the controls in this game. And I have. Um, <clears throat> but it's something that I had to l overlook for, like, the first two hours of the game. Um, if it wasn't a game that I wanted to play, I would have just put it down, probably. Uh, they were that bad, but, um, but it, the, the game makes up for it in every other way. Um, the exploration, the puzzle solving, like I said, and, and like this creature has a mind of its own, like you don't control it. Like you can sort of ask it to do things and it might, <laughs> um, but it's all about you working together with this creature to solve these puzzles and to navigate and reach the places that you couldn't reach on your own. Um, which is kind of fun, you know, and that was like one of the fun parts about shadow of the Colossus was like your horse was your companion in that game. And it had a kind of a mind of its own as well. And, and uh, sometimes you used it to fight the, the Colossi. Sometimes you didn't, but you definitely used it all the time to explore and navigate. And spoiler alert, it's been a long ass time. Uh, and it was like one of the most gut wrenching parts of the game when your horse died at the very end. Um, so I hope they don't do that with this. Cause uh, I'm already like fallen in love with Trico. 
um, literally like I could sit there and watch him just like roam around when you're doing nothing. Like the camera kind of naturally navigate, like uh, naturally um, navigates to the creature and like follows him around as he just like wanders around like an animal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, if you haven't seen it yet, Taylor, I'd encourage you to go check out my stream. There's, I, I got about a good 40 minute little clip um, before my internet connection, I, I was, must've been downloading something or can't remember what exactly. Um, but, uh, my upload speeds like weren't good enough to keep up with Twitch for a while. So I had like a 40 minute section and then like a little six minute section before I finally just gave up on trying to do it. Cause it kept killing my stream, but, uh, you can see how beautiful the game is. And you know, there's some boring parts that so feel free to skip around. There's some like really cool parts at the end. You can see the creature like fighting, Oh, cool. And all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And uh, that's over at my, um, on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash red is awesome. I think they're still there. I haven't looked. I think they stay for like 14 days or something. So nice. Should be good. Yeah, I might take a look. Um, but I'm, I'm in love with the game right now. Like I said, the controls are god awful. But anybody who's interested in it and who enjoyed those other two games or who enjoys uh, those sort of puzzle games, and like I said, it's like kind of more of an experience which I'm, I'm really into right now with the PlayStation 4 because it runs games that I can't on my computer. Um, and they look beautiful. And it's just like another experience, you know, being able to sit on my couch with a controller in my hand and have this gigantic old TV. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it's just great. And the music is top-notch right now. And I don't know. I could ramble on and on and on and on. But <laughs> anybody who wants to see it, go check out my stream and just see what I was seeing. Remind um, me what it's called. The Last Guardian. The Last Guardian. I don't know why. Like, you mentioned that a while back, and then I was like, in my head, it was like, Owl Boy. <laughs> and I was like, what? Well, there is a game called know, Owl Boy. I know, yeah. It's on Steam, I think, though, and it's like a 2D game. But Yeah, it's an old school <laughs> one. If you just Google it, too, you can see images of the creature. Like, it's like the first thing that comes up, obviously. Um, it has an 82 on Metacritic, a 9 out of 10 on GameSpot. Um, people who played it yeah, liked it. I could totally um, see now why you it, say it looks like it reminds you of Shadow of the Colossus. Right, yeah. Well, and I mean, if you just watch it and look at it, dude, yeah. the art style is the same. Like, the oh, character yeah. design on, like, the main character that you play, it's, like, almost the same. Like, yeah. I mean, they make some different choices, obviously, but... Um, yeah, that looks cool. It's it's freaking beautiful, and I cannot wait to play some more of that when I get a chance. Um, I've only put in, you know, like I said, probably like an hour, maybe 90 minutes so far, kind of at different sections. Well, I was, uh, I was excited this week. Uh, I think because of E3, uh, Microsoft announced that they are going to be releasing an age of empires definitive edition yep i saw that which i'm skeptical of but i'm also really excited for (laughs) Um, of course because i was like an age of empires nut back in the day mostly age of empires too but it all started with with age of empires uh and uh, i signed up for the beta um which you have to be like accepted for uh which I have. Hopefully you. Get I know I have an email sitting in my inbox that I have to fill out, like a survey. But uh, 
yeah, so I'm excited for that. I think if you just go to ageofempires.com, you can find out more. They're like remaking their, all the graphics are new, uh, updated, the sound music and everything is updated as well. So should be pretty cool Good for them. Yeah. I'm excited for what that. What a strong title to do. Cause I mean, oh. age of empires three was pretty good, but yeah. Um, I'm glad they're revisiting this. So. Yeah. Well, I guess it's the 20 year anniversary this year. So, Oh, badass yeah, dude. That's why they're doing it. Time to go, uh, time to go rise up Rome again. You buddy. know it, dude. So, <laughs> all right. Well, um, anything else you want to touch on before we get going? Uh, any challenges, I guess. Uh, um, I can't think of any challenges off the top of my head, and in fact, I didn't think of any. But I would, um, um, hmm. we've been pretty lax about challenges lately. <laughs> yeah, we have been. Uh, I mean, it just goes downhill after challenging you to not eat cheese oh, for a week. I know that's all you needed like, to there's do. There's no way I top that. Yeah, <laughs> I ate a lot of cheese this week, <laughs> but uh. Well, Rhett, I challenge you again. Actually, I challenge you to make uh, make some time. I want you to make an hour two times this week to okay. to devote to game development. And All if right. you want to, if you want to make sure you do it, uh, spend those two hours with me. <laughs> That's a good idea. You don't have to, but I'll do uh, my best. But if you if you want some, like a buddy, because it also would be Did good. We have to... challenges last week. I don't know. Last week was kind of <laughs> weird. I think I. Yeah, we're the worst. I think I may have challenged you to like try to do some game development every day, but this one's more like quantitative. An hour, yeah. twice this next week. So. All right, then deal. I'll do that. All right. And um, I challenge you to. Um... Um, fuck my life, dude. <laughs> I don't really know if I want to do that. That'd be, that'd be hot, bro. You can fuck my life. <laughs> All right. Um, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I, can, I guess I can't think of anything. Um, I guess just uh, I want you to spend some time. Um, thinking of like your other pixel art stuff uh-huh. that you have, and thinking like the same way the World War the World War Two guy, you kind of had this vision of how it could be used in a game. Yeah, I want you to 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 spend some time thinking about uh, how some of your other pixel art could be used in a game. Cool. Um, you know, and I, I want it to be like different than the idea that you have for your World War Two guy. Like maybe you have one that could be used for like a platformer or like a little like old school Zelda uh, ripoff or something like that. Yeah. All right. I like it. Good idea. Cool. And uh, you can share those, uh, share that with us next week. All right. Well, sounds good. Cool, man. Cool guys. Um, well, thanks for hanging with us. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at game devs quest. Send us an email at GDQ at airpodcast.com. Check out our Twitch stream. I think we're going to get a little bit more active. Uh, Twitch dot tv forward slash game devs quest and uh say hi uh we're already getting people that uh, are becoming more involved and it's a lot of fun just interacting with everyone so 
Heck yeah. Anyways. Cool, guys. Thanks a lot. Have a good week. Cute ad music. Yeah.